What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 352nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today is Greg. Hello, I've come to spread sprinkles upon this cake. Cake? This cake of a podcast. I like cake. I do, too. I actually had pie last night. I was going to say I had cake, but I didn't have cake, because uh, Brent was craving cake because we were watching MasterChef Junior, so instead, he, <laughs> instead we found a place, a bakery that will deliver donuts, which is a bad idea because you have to order uh, 12 donuts for two people. Luckily, you can take those things to work. Spoiler alert, we didn't. We ate them throughout the week. That sounds better. And then we were going to get cake, and we went out to his parents to play Betrayal Legacy yesterday, and she usually makes a cake, but instead, she bought a pie. Bobby, how do you feel about pie? I love pie, cake, donuts. <laughs> this is an amazing conversation to have all those three things together. Cake or pie, cake or pie. I feel like that's a bad choice. Between cake or pie? Yeah. I'm going with cake. I mean, I'll go cake. for both. I mean, I like I like a solid cake. I mean, okay, if you're giving cakes. me an ultimatum, I'm go. Yeah. I have to pick cake. Same here. Favorite cake. Favorite cake. I'm good with any cake as long as it doesn't have coconut. I'm good with it. Well, coconut's the worst. <laughs> this might be <laughs> the first time Greg and I have ever agreed uh, on anything love, on this podcast. I love me a carrot cake. Mm. Uh, I don't I like love, carrot cake, but I'll eat it. Yeah, because you don't like vegetables. But, like, carrots are like sugar vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> love me a chocolate cake. Love me a Ooh, marble yeah. cake. Ooh, marble's good. Still, sure. my all-time favorite cake, though, hint, hint, my birthday's coming up, is a lemon cake. Because lemon? lemon's my favorite I flavor. thought you were going to go with red velvet. That's a cake. Red That's velvet's just a chocolate best. cake. I know, yeah, but it's red. Right. <laughs> it is. It's just a chocolate cake with red food coloring in it. But it's red. It's, it's very good. Red. Here's the problem, though. Red velvet cake, cake has on top of the mountain, and you have to battle it. <laughs> okay, people, 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 red velvet cake makers out there, mm -hmm. pull back on the frosting just a bit. <laughs> The cake is already really sweet. And then you add usually a cream cheese hyper sweet thing on top. Nah. Pull it back. Deconstruct your frosting a bit. <laughs> Just a bit. Let, let the cocoa of the red velvet come through. This has been baked chat. <laughs> well, uh <laughs> I have no These people <laughs> I have no bakery. <laughs> Related news articles for you this week. Uh, a little, a little house clean. We'll start off with some house cleaning uh, before we get into news. We do have some Pokemon Go news. We have some Pokemon Bank news, uh, <gasps> and we have some Pokemon Dual news. No one probably got excited for that, but we do have some Pokemon news for you guys. Uh, if you're listening to this and you are on the East Coast and you went to PAX, hopefully you had a good PAX. Uh, we. The collective we, the royal we, had an amazing panel. Uh, PAX gave us a room with about 380 people, which is a little bit more than last year. I think they gave us, I want to say last year was about 300. I'd have to check uh, my notes. Uh, but we blew it out of the water. We filled the room, 7.30 p.m. on a Friday night. Filled it, lots of laughs. People 
left very happy from what I was told, and I say that because I didn't go to PAX. Okay, how? Wh- what happened to your flight? Did yeah. they just say it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore? What? Well, no, 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 no. Okay, you know, I thought. Look, I made things happen. <laughs> Here we go. I think Here we go. I remember two weeks ago on the podcast thinking you got the dates right for that for that PAX weekend. Uh, you know, the dates were right, Bobby. The month was wrong. <laughs> oh. So if oh, anyone man. would like to meet me in Boston in exactly a month. Did you make it for April? I made it for April. Now. What? <laughs> for PAX East 2? Yes. <laughs> Now, I could have easily changed my flight the day of mm-hmm. for just... For $100. If if it was... Look, Greg, if it was $100... <laughs> you would have done it. I would have done it. They told me it was the low, low price of $800 Whoa. to change my flight day of. That's too much money. That's way too, too much money. much money. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of cake right there. It is a lot of cake. So I messed up, uh, I think, probably... You know, I had a lot of people, uh, I ended up streaming that weekend instead of, like, being upset or being, uh, what, con, having con depression of not being there and knowing that I had this weekend booked, I was seeing a lot of friends, but I decided to stream and I had a lot of people also say, a lot of adults, let me, a lot of adults my age and very, much, much smarter than me, um, come and come out and say they've done the same thing, they've booked wrong dates before, it happens. Uh, and I felt much better about myself because when smarter people make that mistake, it makes me as a not smart person feel slightly okay <laughs> about okay, myself. Okay, so here's the here's the question: At what moment did you realize that the dates were wrong? Was it like on the way to the airport while you were packing, it was, or it was when I was seeing how much an Uber was? <gasps> Oh, no, no. So I went to open the Uber app, and then I thought, I didn't pick my seat yet. And I was like, I checked Uber earlier in the day, and it was like $27 from my house to the to you know the airport. And I was like, that's a little expensive, but I also checked during rush hour. So I'm, a, I'm imagining this would probably be like, you know, $23, $19 to get there. And then I logged in the Delta app, and it said no upcoming flights. And then I checked the website and I saw that the dates were the month the dates were right. The 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 month was wrong. So I called and the the actual rep was very helpful in the sense of like he's like, I'm trying to get you something, but it keeps coming back as, you know, we can't really do much besides buy a new ticket. So I do have a uh a flight. I mean, they wouldn't refund it at all? Like it was too late? No, it was one of those last minute tickets uh, where you uh you know you you commit yeah yep so uh lesson learned uh do not uh book a flight immediately after you get off a 22 hour flight from Japan uh don't do that probably maybe go to sleep first <laughs> yeah that's a good idea for the future i usually don't book those last minute seats cuz usually i'm more organized and i book everything well in advance and whatnot the only time I ever do last minute stuff, I guess, is when stuff is last minute. Like I did last minute stuff to nationals, like you know, non cancel flight, non cancel hotel, and it was it all panned out. But in this instance, I I, I messed up. 
But shout out to Will, who's not here because uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. He's uh, still finishing up his packs. He took care of it. He actually brought Brittany in, who was on the Woman's Day episode. Uh, I believe he got her my pass and gave it to her. Um, so she got into packs. She was on the nice. panel. I heard it was amazing. None of it was recorded, unfortunately, because I was not there. But uh, I believe the turnout and packs themselves were really happy with how everything went. I think how can how can you be upset when you fill a room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to absolutely. go one of these years. Hook me up. Same um, here. So that's that. That's a little bit of what happened this weekend. So my apologies to anyone who went to PAX with the expectation of saying hi. I'm I feel terrible, but. It's what happened. Um, a little bit of other house cleaning. It is the first of the month. There is, uh, you know, there's no surprises or April Fools this episode. If you would have heard the beginning of the episode, we did play Digimon music instead of Pokemon music. Uh, because Nick, who was one of the people I was meant to see in Boston, made a little Digimon intro instead. So that's the only April Fools. So <laughs> we're not going to give you any fake stories or anything. Uh, nothing well, like that to worry about. We We don't think we are, but... We're in the Trixie times where nothing <laughs> on the internet can be trusted. I sure you could trust this episode. I will say because it is the start of the month, it is the perfect time to join our Patreon if you're interested. I try really, really hard not to promote the Patreon. I listen to a ton of podcasts myself. I love the podcast medium a lot, so I totally get it when you start listening to a podcast and the first thing they do is pimp their Patreon or they bring it up multiple times during the show. I try real hard not to do that. So I usually only do it once a month at the beginning of the month, which is ideally the best time to sign up because Patreon charges you for the month and then charges you immediately at the start of the month. So if you want to sign up and support, this is my full-time job. I podcast and stream for a living. If you just want to enjoy the rest of the episode and never give me a dollar, that is totally cool. <laughs> I'm never going to be mad or hold you out for that. I will say, though, for $2 a month, you get into our Slack community, which is really great. They're doing a lot of awesome things with competitions and trades and giveaways and and just c connecting and meeting friends. And that's how somebody like Brittany got onto the panel because she's awesome and she's does amazing things in Slack and and whatnot. And uh, for 5 bucks a month, you can listen to another podcast that me and my wife do, Alola Vacation, where every week... Every Tuesday it comes out, we uh, talk about the Pokemon anime. Alola. Alola. So that's it. That's my spiel. You'll probably hear it in another four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once every four weeks. It's not like you're talking about Blue Apron every five seconds. It's true, yeah. yeah. It's not bad at all. Let me, that's, that's fine. Can I squeeze I'm, you into a mattress? <laughs> look, I, I already have a Casper mattress, and this has been... A podcast point of interest. Anyways, I still have a Casper mattress. I got it before I was listening to podcasts. Had I known, I would have waited to get a discount code. But I didn't. <sighs> Anyways, I'm thinking of starting Stitch Fix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the market for a mattress, if you're listening. Lisa, Casper, Purple. <laughs> Lisa, Casper, Purple. The new... Friendly ghost. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many there are nowadays, but... They're like a million. It's hard to pick. Uh, well, speaking of picking, I picked some news articles this week. <laughs> that was, that was something. <laughs> Real good. Go for it. Shoot. Give me the hip. Hap. Let's start with 
the let's start with Pokemon Go stuff. This is off comicbook.com. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh. We cover we cover so much. We off. cover them a lot. They they look they, they come are up on it. very high in Google rankings. They got some good keywords. Christopher Christian Hofer Publishing. You know this article, I guess, titled "Pokemon Go." They did not capitalize the O and Go. I don't. It still bothers me. Yeah, that's the worst. Um, well, that. then, okay, so they do it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. They do it. Then do it all the time. But, but it's, okay, is is Pokemon G capital G chap capital O what they send out in their yes. standards? It is the. It is in every it's, press release I get. I believe it's their official. It's the official name. Hmm. Yeah the mm. the the G O is capitalized. It would be like if people were reporting on Apple and just decided to capitalize the I in iPhone. It would just it's very bothersome. <laughs> it's like if you're a journalist, I, get I capitalize the I. Get the stop. What? Why? No. I, no, you I don't. don't. I'm kidding. My phone doesn't allow. Me. I have an Apple phone, and it doesn't allow that to happen. Not a monster. Well. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Pokemon Go is having a surprise crossover with the anime for this year's April Fools. Players are reporting that Ash Ketchum will appear inside Pokemon Go by photobombing players when they use the Go Snapshot feature. The Go Snapshot allows players to take Pokemon they've captured in the real world by using the player's phone camera with the game's AR technology. While the Go Snap feature occasionally features a Smeargle photobomb, Ash Ketchum is now appearing in front of Pokemon wearing its classic hat and the original Pokemon anime outfit. Every time Ash Ketchum appears where Smeargle would appear, an Ash Hat Pikachu will appear outside of your character just like Smeargle. This will cause the Ash Hat Pikachu to spawn if you see Ash. Uh, the author also says that you can see Ash Hat Pikachu blocking. Is that true, Bobby? Is yes, it, it is. Both? I have a okay. friend in Japan right now who's sent me pictures of Ash Hat Pikachu popping or, up in... Or Ash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have not hmm. seen any pictures of Ash Hat Pikachu. I've only seen pictures of Ash. This gives players a chance to capture the limited time costume Pokemon... And it will not appear until midnight local time. U.S. and Europe do not have them as of this. Uh, actually, Europe should be getting them now as we are recording this. It is uh, uh, unknown for how long this will last. And uh, the, I guess the other news to go along with this is that there is a chance that if you take a picture. So hold on. Let me back up. One, normally you're allowed to get one Smeargle a day. That's it. Once Smeargle pops up, appears in the overworld, you catch it, you're done for the day. You can do that once a day. In this instance, you can get up to five Ash Hat Pikachus to spawn in the overworld and a day. But we're, I'm assuming, don't know, uh, because April 1st is not over. Um, you can, we're assuming you only get five, but if they do a two-day event, I guess you can get ten. Uh, there is a chance... Or Ash Hat Pikachu to be shiny, which is the first time this specific hat Pokemon that is Pikachu can be shiny. The birthday hat Pikachu could be Santa Hat, uh, the Black Cap, and the Witch Hat could all be shiny. Yes. But this one could never be until now. But I guess this would technically make it one of the rarest Pokemon in Pokemon Go if it was to be shiny. Because you only get five opportunities and you couldn't grind... For this, 
one extra piece of information about this. I'm literally looking at a video of it right now. When it is shiny, it photobombs as shiny, and oh. then it's in the overworld as shiny. Hmm. Weird. So you see it from the moment it photobombs until you click on it. It's shiny the entire time. What which if is you just really cool? Don't catch it. Does that ruin your? Does that still ca- when does it when does it count it as one when you catch it or when it appears as a photobomb? That's a great question. I would imagine it's when it appears as a photobomb because because uh, I don't know. I've never not caught a Smeargle. I've caught every <laughs> Smeargle that I've that's photobomb. So I know Smeargle could run away, but at that point you've already interacted with it. Right. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> well, have, uh, we've had Ash Hat Pikachu in the game before. Right. Yes, yes, we have. It was um, when Ultra Sun Ultra Moon came out. I want to say, I no, I think it was the one year anniversary of Pokemon Go. No, that was Party Hat. No, that was the Pokemon Day. Oh, boy, this is confusing. <sighs> wow, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up and look up my Ash Hat Pikachu's date is. I think it was in July. You, you're probably right. Because yeah, I was thinking Party Hat, but that actually makes sense now. It is, yeah, July 19th is when I caught my Ash Hat Pikachu, 2017. Okay. So, so, this is the first time we've gotten, no, we got it, didn't we not get it again when they put, did they not do another round of it when they put Ash Hat Pikachu into Ultra Sun Ultra Moon and then had the distribution? No, I think. No, I, think I don't think so. It was just the one year anniversary and then the two year anniversary, everyone thought it was going to be Ash Hat, but it turned out to be Summer Hat. Or like straw hat Pikachu. Oh, there's a lot of hats. Too many. There are too many hats. There's not too many. I have a lot. I have a lot of hats. I like that. I like hats. Pikachu's. I like hats. They're fun to collect. I like collecting things. This just happened uh, this past weekend, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. But this is off uh, Pokemon.com. I think we talked about it, but the Low Tad event happened. Uh, There was a chance. It was uh, from eleven. AM to 8 PM. So it was a nine hour research event. They've done these before in the past. Uh, the one last time was, um, I'm drawing a blank, Bobby Clamperl. Clamperl. And the Clamperl. one before that was Feebass. So this one was, uh, low tad. It seemed universally that everyone hated Feebass. It seemed that most people liked the Clamperl minus the fact of the 50 50 evolution. And this time, low tad. So they took everything they've learned. They made a nine-hour event this time, and there was a also, um, unlike the other events, there was two shinies. There was shiny Lotad and then shiny Cast Form, which could be in the wild. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but how did you guys like shiny Cast Form Day? I didn't do much. <laughs> because I'm it in was... my sort of, well, when it was the middle of the day, kind of, and I had a bunch of stuff to get done. It was all day, um, almost. Yeah, it was 11 to 8. <laughs> it was 11 to 8, but like... I huge chunk of that was me being busy and i'm sort of in my burned out pokemon go phase so like the thought of trying to get a shiny cast form and then hunting for a shiny lotad where it's just not going to spawn and i'm doing it on my own was not enough to drag me out because i don't really like cast form also it was nice here so all the cast forms were just the plain cast form i'm like well it's a really boring Pokemon in that form. I will pass. I 
I don't know. A cast form's cool. Cast form is fine. Also, it was much easier to find cast form than I thought it would be. Uh, shiny cast form. Yeah, it must have been. I'm assuming like one in twenty or one in twenty. It must have been community day odds for cast form. I think so. Sounds about right. Because uh, I walked away with. All right, hold on. We got Greg's opinion out of the way. I just want to hear from you, Bobby, hardcore po- Pokemon Go player. Give me the yes. thoughts on this event. It's a nine-hour event, uh, field research related, also random shiny that you don't have to do research. Where are the thoughts here? Okay, so nine-hour event, I think that's great because it gives a lot more people the opportunity to do it. So I was all for that. I was able to do 50 research tasks in the time that I played. I didn't play the whole time. I didn't play half the time even, but I did 50 research tasks. I only got one shiny low tad out of those 50 research tasks, which is fine. Um, As a spoiled Pokemon Go player, I feel like I should be okay with one shiny, um, even though I wanted the whole line. But the cast form situation was interesting. Uh, I ended up with seven shiny cast form and that was just casually playing. Um, They were just popping up one after the other. And I thought that was cool to incorporate two different shinies in the event Um, because it kind of gave the opportunity for, let's say rural players who don't have as many Pokestops to spin. It's not like they're fully out of the event. They're still able to run around and hunt another shiny that's new that is in the wild. I liked the idea of having multiple shinies and not just making the event solely research task based. I think the nine hours is fine. I think though it, no, there has to be somebody or somebody's out there who probably did the entire nine hours. And that's, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. It's um, crazy. A lot of the times I have done, you know, the entire event and this is, you know, with the exceptions of, you know, 48 hours or week long events, most, almost all Pokemon to go events are three hours long. And I think, uh, that is a really good amount of playtime. I would even argue it's pushing the limits because I feel I'm personally exhausted and the friend group I'm with is usually personally exhausted after three hours. Um, and even recently, I think two hours feels real good too. I only wanted to play until I got three low tads, and I did about. Uh, I'm just looking at my Pokedex summary. I did, I want to say, about 70 field research, and I only got one. And I think, I mean, I didn't play for the whole time. I would say I, I ran errands. So, I mean, it was like go to the park. Walk or do a loop at the park. Okay, go to Target. All right, go to, you know, this park, do a loop. All right, now I'm going to a different Target. <laughs> Why I had to go to two Targets yesterday, don't, I don't question. Sometimes they don't have what I need. You know, I was out and about all day, and then I got uh, dinner with a friend who was in town, and um, so we were in a different part of Milwaukee, and we went to a park, and he got a couple cast forms because he didn't play all day because he was in work meetings. Um, and then we had to wait 30 minutes for our table. So we walked around the block and I did, you know, as many as I could. And I only walked away with one and I think that's fine. I I don't think like, (laughs) 
I think it would be foolish to say, well, the event was ruined because I only got one, so it's a bad event. I don't think that at all. I think, like, <laughs> I think the event was good. Um, maybe I was unlucky, but it seemed like low tad odds were different. And that was kind of the rumor and speculation going in of, like, if they make it longer, does that mean it's harder to get? But going to the cast form, I... I think the cast form helped with the a whole concept of Niantic wants you to move. Like, yeah, like they do. I, it seems and maybe it seems that they don't want people just walking in a circle or driving in a circle because that kind of defeats the purpose of Pokemon Go. Um, well, the research task part portion of that's what does that right because you'd have to hit new research tasks right so that's why like i, th- See, I feel like they're leaning hard into this but i think what this helps, is why it needed to be warmer yesterday so i could go yeah victory memorial but i think what helps is when you're walking from task to task you still have another thing to look for which i think yeah. is really great that i Agreed. think that's great yep. i think that i think having both like having both at the same time i don't think was a was a detraction from either yeah um, i think i like, think it was good in, in theory, it, it sounds great. Hooray for everybody who decided to go out and do it. It was not me. <laughs> but, like, I mean, there were a ton of cast forms around me. Like, I caught a bunch, and none of them were shiny. And I'm like, okay. Like, it, it's, it's, again, it's the fact that I haven't caught a number of things. And having recently come off of not catching a defense Deoxys, I was already, like, in that mindset of, well... What am I doing this for anyway? <laughs> uh, and I had so many other things. My my only complaint with the event was weather related. It was way too cold in Wisconsin. Um, even while I was at the bigger park, Elm Grove Park, where uh, I did three raids back to back. I was lucky. The three EX raids there all lit up. One was an Executor, one was a Drifloon, and one was uh, a Snow Runt. I wanted to die. It was so cold out. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. It was not cold re- here. I'm refusing to go back to my heavy coat. I've made the change. I am wearing my light coat. I am not digging my heavy coat back out. I am just going to suffer with the cold. It is. Uh, but if, if the weather was perfect, it would have been. I, yeah. I probably would have put more time into it but also after i sat down with dinner at dinner and i was clearing out my research tasks i was like oof this took way more time on a saturday than i want it to and i think that's what we've always talked about with go i think this event was great and i think people go in expecting a certain thing and chinese should be rare i'm not saying they they should be like handed out or whatnot but I think when, when you know, a lot of people want just three to get the line because they have a completionist in them, uh, it is a bit of a bummer to, you know, go five, six hours longer than the allotted three and then still feel slightly defeated. Because it's like, well, I went longer than the normal three and I still didn't get what I want. So I can see that being sours to people. Like, I, Yeah. I, I mean, it's that. hard. It expectations how they sell it how they sell the shiny instances but see i think that's where it's okay i think that yeah the idea of them continuously doing these events i've said i said this before but is fine you don't have to do every one of them they're just there if you want to do them 
you, and you yeah. know if you don't want to do them then that's great but if you do want to walk around and do them then you know that's also great i mean granted it's easier out here in california where it was 80 degrees yesterday and so yeah. you know it's not like i'm fighting the cold or anything but i just think having these events happening i i do at the same time understand that this game they've decided to make shiny pokemon a huge part of the game unlike mm-hmm. the main series where it's not a huge part of it um i would so, i would say that you know, in in recent years they have leaned more into that they have but, but not to but the extent not, that pokemon yes, go not to this extent no and so i mean i understand um that it is a little bit annoying that there's these exclusives every single weekend and it's like they're taking mm-hmm. you away from other things but at the same time it's nice to know that anytime i want to jump into pokemon go i can there's some event to to be a part of well i will say that i i dislike games that when they do these exclusives they're gone forever and destiny 2 is one of those games like hey if you don't play this weekend you won't get this specific emblem and you've gotten every emblem up to this point but hey Mm -hmm. 48 hours one time only at least with pokemon go and if you missed if you didn't get three low tad um you know i'm with you i only got one uh you still have a chance to find low tad in the wild and there is still a chance for it to be shiny yeah and we have learned Time and time again, and I'm just, again, trying to make a couple people maybe slightly feel better. Uh, something like the first water event where uh, Whalemer was shiny. And then, you know, I remember uh, Micah walking out of that event being like, I checked 400 Whalemers, no, none were shiny. This is a bummer because I rarely see Whalemer. Guess what? That event came back. Another water yeah. event happened a year later. Whalemers were everywhere. Like, that's the, like, super nice thing about Pokemon Go um, is that... You know, these things aren't permanently locked out. Uh, now, there are, I guess, exceptions of like, well, I can't get, you know, Kyogre shiny right now. That's true, right? There are no Kyogre raids. Uh, right. You're missing out. But eventually, we're going to run out of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like well, they're no. going to. S- well, no. Well, eventually, well, no. <laughs> Niantic will catch up <laughs> to. Hey, eventually, they will catch up. Uh, and. It's not like the game is just going to stop. <laughs> That's fine. I will say one thing that is that also like there's a couple of things. One, I think Pokemon Go is very good at bringing things back. So if you missed it, it's just a, a patience thing. But I also sort of wish that people would take that lesson away because there are a lot of people who get very bound up into how all other games are played, like like Destiny, where it's you missed it and you never see it again. Or Final Fantasy XIV like, well, you missed it, but now you can buy it for $50 in our MOG station. Like, mm, I could, but I'm not going to pay that money. Like, I think Pokemon Go players in general just need to keep in mind that they're very good at bringing things back and, like, set that expectation in yourself. And, like, for me, I was feeling very burned out and I'm like, I just don't want to do this. I'll play with i'll play it on my way to the gym and that's about it knowing that one it'll probably be added into the real world and i might just stumble across one and two it's very likely this will come back at some point in the future and like that really helps me keep wanting to play the game so it it helps keep my resentment of the game 
somewhat at bay because I do get very resentful at games that are like, well, you missed it and you'll never see it again. Well, speaking of missing out or, you know, having another event to do. Hey, we got another Pokemon Go event. (laughs) PokemonGoLive.com. It's time to bug out. Trainers, are you a serious bug type trainer? Do you need to work on your bug catching metal? You can increase. Oh, sorry. You can get your incense (laughs) 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 and your catching nets ready for our first ever bug out event, April 2nd to April 9th, featuring bug type Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild. Incense will last twice as long. And more. Take it more. Pokemon will appear when using incense. Field research will give you limited bug type Pokemon during the event. Time to head out and see what's amazing. To see what amazing Pokemon you'll encounter. The Pokemon Go team. Now, as we've learned anything... The Pokemon that Niantic features is the obvious shiny one. We got Obviously. shiny Oddish last time. So oh, in this did. case, they are featuring Scyther. So Scyther has to be the shiny Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Patterns. Yep. Patterns. Okay, here, straight up, I don't like bug Pokemon. The only one I've ever liked is Joltik. And since we aren't there yet, I don't care about this event. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Bobby brought up a good thing on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to you know, bring it up here before Bobby can, but Bobby suggested maybe they switch Volbeat and Illumise eventually. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I have no clue. Uh, but maybe. Now would be the time to do it, though. It would make I sense. Mean, yeah. Since they just sense. switched Lunatone and Solrock for the Equinox event, why yeah, not do? They've switched those before, though, right? Yes, they have. Yes. We had Solrock for a while. And then Lunatone, and now we're back to Solrock. I think we had both at one point. I think between when they, um, I think we had Solrock, and Europe had, and sorry, Eastern Hemisphere had Lunatone, and then um, I don't think they switched. I think that we just had both for a while around the world, because I know there were raids with both at one point. There were. Um, I think I think we had both worldwide, and then now they've switched them for the f- first time. Technically, they've never switched Volbeat and Illumise, and they've switched no. Zangoose and Saviper once. Yes, and they switched. Uh, or no, they didn't switch. They did Plusle and Minin, but they didn't switch. They actually released them worldwide. That was weird. After they were separate. But what's my pattern here? Um, well, (laughs) I would, okay, so some quick assumptions, I guess, you know, by the time this podcast goes up, there'll be 24 hours for this event. I would, maybe they will switch Volbeat and Illumise, um, but they've gone so long, uh, without that, I could see them just leaving them, uh, since I feel like, uh, sure, I, I, I could see either way. I could see that why they would switch them, I could see why they would leave them. I would assume, though, that the limited bug-type field research would probably mean they would bring back Ninkata. That would probably be the biggest thing they could do. Um, That's still in 7k eggs, I think. Wait, actually, never mind. It was during the Gen 3 event. It was in 7k eggs? Yeah. I think that would be probably the thing that people would be excited for... 
is Ninkeda. <laughs> um, but what about mm. um, what about Shininja? Because that was just a research breakthrough, and then that was never seen again. Oh yeah, either. that whole line, that whole line could see something of this, and it would. I feel like it would be a little weird if they just forgot about them. We haven't seen Ninkeda or Shininja or Ninjasks in eight months nine months and this is a specific bug type event so bring them back for you know a week yeah again now's the time when it comes to to that uh last bit of news here is uh off pokemon.com pokemon oh sorry uh shout out to mark oh wait no sorry we have two news okay we have two bit of news Mark sent in one, which I almost forgot. It's actually the most exciting news of the week. What we'll do, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We have two more news articles. We have our question of the week. And then I think we'll do one or two emails since Will is not here for Pokemon of the week. But we I, I do... got your Pokemon oh. of the week. Okay, Greg. I got it. All right. It's not going to be great, but okay. I got it. All right. Deal. We'll be right back. They dropped the ball in the word splash. There probably could have yeah. been like... Making a zap, making a beep, 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 making a beep, 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 making beeps, making a beep, 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 making beeps. I mean, beep, 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 beep. That's a, that's a 2018 beep right there. What a beep, 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 beep. And we are back from our break. All right, we'll save the exciting news for last. Uh, we'll get this out of the way. This is off Pokemon.com. Pokemon Duel heats up with EX Salamance. Compete in the latest Pokemon Duel Team Match event for a chance to get the powerful EX Salamance as a reward. Battle in the latest Team Match event in Pokemon Duel to get great in-game rewards. When you join in on the action, you'll get to choose whether you want to be a Dragonite, a Garchomp, or a Salamance team. Players can already get the rare Salamance and the UX Mega Salamance for, the, for completing tutorials. This is a good opportunity to add this to your collection. The EX Salamance figure's ability lets you move over adjacent Pokemon. When it does, the Pokemon it moves over is burned. Good luck with your Pokemon Duel Team Match event. Are you still playing Duel? No. Oh. <laughs> I gave it about maybe an hour of my time. I just couldn't. There's oh, wow. something I, I couldn't about it that just doesn't feel good. I gave it about I, I six months. Six months? Six months? Yeah, wow, that's I've a lot. For about six months, yeah. There are a lot of menus for a simple game. There are a lot of a lot of things for this. And for this. That's a lot of my time that I don't want to spend learning a game that's on my phone. Like, okay, this is sort of the weird disconnect I have because phones, games on my phones are very complex now. But there is a level of casualness that I expect from games on my phone that I did not find in Duel, and so I just was like, I don't even want to learn this. I'm out. 
I think I appreciate one thing I appreciated about Duel was that it was based off of a physical game that was out uh, back in I don't know was it early two thousands? Yeah, like but a, I still have a bunch of those figures out of my basement. yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was cool. I mean, that's not why I gave it six months, but I just thought that was cool that it was based off of that. Also, this is unrelated to Pokemon Duel, but it's related to Dragon <laughs> to Dragon Pokemon. Okay, because that was I, Pokemon posted a video clip on Twitter today, and I feel bad that I didn't know this, but I didn't know Dragonair could fly. Dragonair could know, fly. Oh, you the mean from wings the wings on its ears? Our wings. The new season of the anime. Uh, I, that, but it also flew. I I looked this up after further, and there was an episode in like 2014. There was a video where it showed Dragonair flying with its ears, which I guess are wings. Uh hey, did you know Golurk can fly? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Some of these some of these things just happened. It just was it really made I had to watch that video like 10 times as it was flying through the air. I was <laughs> so surprised cuz it's its wings got so big. I was like there's just a little little ears on its head. It's All of a sudden they're giant wings. Yeah, but they're cute giant wings. I mean, no, Dragonair is one of my favorite Pokémon ever, but it just I was and that's what even makes me feel worse. That is one of my favorite Pokemon ever, and I didn't know it could fly. I mean, we're not going to talk about the fact that Garchomp, a ground type, flies. Yeah, that was yeah, like that's, that, that same video that's, clip. Yeah, that's not also, a topic of conversation. Also, hey. Charizard flew right through a waterfall. Yeah, which was, well, <laughs> which was weird, but that's whatever. When you get momentum, and- <laughs> <laughs> can Garchomp learn fly in game? Can Charizard learn fly in game? Is that what you just said? No, Garchomp. Oh, Garchomp? I don't think so. I'm gonna look because if it's not, I'm calling. I'm calling them out. Hey, you don't know what that Garchomp went through. Maybe it had rigorous training in the flying department. The other Garchomps didn't take the time to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got me. Meow. It's the one I, Garchomp that yeah, like Meowth that can. Meowth meow took the opportunity to learn how to talk. I don't see other Pokemon saddling up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of am, other Pokemon, <laughs> I am not seeing fly in this list. <laughs> Pokemon.com, March 29th. Another, another bonus for Pokemon Bank subscribers. All Pokemon Bank registered users can get a cool Pansimian. Is that how you say it? Pass yep. Imian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I've been saying Oranguru, but I feel like the actual way is probably Oranguru. I think it's supposed to be Oranguru. Yeah. Or, that would, yeah. Because Orangutan. Uh, and Pass Simeon passing the soccer ball. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. passing. Sure. Oh, I, yeah, I see. Um, well, we'll never know how to say Pan Simeon because Disney XD banned that episode. Or, I guess. They didn't. They didn't even bother to pitch it to Disney. They didn't XD. even bother. They just skipped it. It's uh, fine. I don't it's probably know. Probably for the best. Orangaru has been in the anime yet, but probably. Your 3DS app only goes up to Kalos, right? It doesn't have Alola Pokemon in it. The pronunciation app. Uh, right. It only goes up to the Pokemon right before Genesect, which I think is Kiram. 
Oh, well, speaking of Pokemon, well, let me read this first. We can talk about Pokemon names. Uh, Pokemon Bank is the paid service for the Nintendo 3DS family of systems that allow for you to store and transfer your Pokemon online. For a limited time, uh, if you sign up or you're already registered with Pokemon Bank, you will receive a Pansimian and Orangaroo for your copies of Pokemon Sun, Ultra Sun, uh, Ultra Moon, or Moon. I don't know why I didn't put Sun and Moon together. Uh, Pans- Pansimian is found in the wilds of Alola, only in Ultra Sun and Sun. So this is a good way to get the Pokemon if you haven't played those games. In battle, if Pans- P- Pansimian is hit with a stat-lowering effect, its hidden ability, Defiant, will cause Pansimian's attack to increase by two levels. Conversely, trainers will find Orangaroo in the wild only in Pokemon Ultra Moon and Moon. Its hidden ability is Symbiosis. It's useful, but a little tricky. In double battles, if Orangaroo, Orangaroo's teammate, uses a held item, Orangaroo will hand over its own held item to the teammate. To receive oh, these Pokemon, you have to, be, you have, to ha- have an active Pokemon Bank membership by October 31st, 2019. The cost of Pokemon Bank is $4.99 USD for one year of subscription. You can sign up and download it from the eShop, and then in order to receive them, you will start Pokemon Bank, in which game you would like to receive them. After receiving your gift, um, Pokemon, uh, after receiving your gift in Pokemon Bank, start up your game, whichever one you used, whether that was Ultra Moon or Regular Moon or vice versa or Sun. Um, speak to the Pokemon Center to receive your mystery gift. Remember to save your game. You will only receive one pair of Pokemon per Pokemon Bank account. This is how I got into my software setting thing the other night, because I had legendaries waiting. Uh, also, Oranguru has been in the anime. Oranguru ran the bar in the forest. Oh. Did you have a clip of how they said its name? Uh, I haven't found it yet. Wait, can you say that again? He did what? He ran the bar in the <laughs> forest? There's a, there's you know, a small the casual, bar in the forest. Running, yeah. you know, running the bar, you know, serving whiskey, <laughs> serving wine. <laughs> As he one Pokemon his- does. Mallow had to find inspiration or ran away from... I don't remember. I watched it a long time ago. You know, I'm going to be honest. I only listen to Alola Vacation and don't actually watch the anime. It's probably the for the ones, best. So, yeah, I mean, I think that works out really well. Real, uh, are, we, are we done with this? I mean, it's really cool that Pokemon Bank is doing another distribution. They should do these more often. They really should. Like, what is stopping them from doing this, like... You know, four times a year, seasonally. Yeah, they should do it more. It's it's yeah. really great. Uh, th- these feel cool. Um, not I. I mean, like I would pay probably twenty dollars a year for Pokemon Bank, honestly. But uh, it it makes it feel like Pokemon Bank is is worth it because not you know some people might have Pokemon Bank, but they might you know not be playing. They haven't maybe touched Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon in you know six months or eight months or whatnot. So. This gives it people to, it gives people a reason yeah. to log in and play your game that you made. I mean, I the desire to play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon again after logging back in and collecting these is very strong. It's overriding my desire to play Detective Pikachu, but I am dedicated to finishing Detective Pikachu <laughs> right now. Oh man, you're playing that. I need to go buy that. Yeah, I need to buy that game. Uh, hmm. Speaking of Detective Pikachu, there was a trailer. This is what I wanted to talk about where. Uh, Pikachu says Arceus's name 
but he says it as Arceus, which is what it used to be. And then they changed it, and it seems like they changed it back. Now, I know that there are some debates on how to say Pokemon names. Uh, a lot of people say, do not say Milotic. We've had this conversation before. <laughs> Melodic. Melodic <laughs> is what most people say, which is wrong. People say Rayquaza wrong. They say Rayquaza, but it is Rayquaza. So those two Pokemon, in example, I, I, I would argue are probably the two names people say wrong the most. But mm-hmm. there has never, the Pokemon company has never been wishy-washy on those names. Wish, that was a pun. Wishy-washy is a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> in every uh-huh. anime episode, every movie, every official app <laughs> that if you click, it says its name and you can go, oh, okay. They have never strayed. Those names have always been those names. I will, you know, fold in the instance of Arceus's name or Arceus uh, has always been back and forth. There has been movies and TV shows that have say, said it differently. I'm pretty sure there was an interview with some people who, uh, with some developers from Game Freak that said they did, for the record, change the name because it didn't really. Arceus in the UK sounded a lot like Arse, uh, which is, you know, a slightly naughty word. For slightly, slightly, I'm a but a slightly naughty it word for you. For booty, booty. Um, so unless I dreamt that up, I'm probably gonna dig up that article. But they did adjust its name. Um, but I would assume if they put all this money and all this time into Detective Pikachu, they probably had somebody on staff because unlike I would argue, unlike. Sarah, who's been the voice of Ash for like 15 years, she's probably come, she's probably accustomed to how to say Pokemon names, as well as, you know, the other characters in the anime. Uh, A lot of these actors and actresses who are doing Detective Pikachu probably have, you know, not been super versed in how to say Pokemon names. So I would assume that there was somebody on staff to correct. So if, if the Pokedex 3D Pro said Arceus, and now we have Detective Pikachu saying Arceus. Uh, it seems like I will always I will always go with the newest media because I would assume that there's somebody on staff that has checked and verified, and this is how we want to say it. So I guess we're going with Arceus now because that's how. What Pikachu- about what about Type Null's ability now? The RKS system, which the is supposed RKS to be RKS system, like a something a subtle thing about Arceus. Yeah, sad. I'm just shrugging at this point. It's the one Pokemon I feel like has... When I go to Game Freak one day, I will ask them what's up. I need... Yeah, let's, well, let's get there. To be The whole point of mythical and legendary Pokemon is they're all supposed to have the same names. So if you know you meet somebody in Spain, they can say Mewtwo and you can say Mewtwo and that's the thing about it. Or, you know, Reggie Steel. <laughs> They're all supposed to be <laughs> universal. But apparently this one Pokemon, they, they keep... I don't know. Well, it's funny you bring up a Reggie. Because isn't there the whole Reggie Ice, Reg Ice thing where four kids did it one way and then they... There's two episodes yes. of the Pokemon anime. One they say Reg Ice and one they say Reggie Ice. Yes, yes. So, But the 3D Pro app says Reg Ice. And I don't think there has been... 
an episode of the anime after the 3D Pro app that has clarified. Unless the yeah, episode, still, I like, like Reggie's better. Bothers me from a from a through point perspective. Oh, Reggie Steel, Reggie, Reggie, Regis, Reggie. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just awkward. That's like, why. I, get it. I mean, I get it because the two eyes next to each other would be very weird for people to say. We don't have that a lot. Or I can't think of many well, words off the top of my head that. But there have aren't two, two eyes. eyes next to each other. I know, but like if they had spelled it. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. Reggie Ice. Then we would have to hyphenate in there to separate them because. Oh no! Don't do that. Like how English works, that all the all the vowels would be wild. Um. So I get it, but like, put the dash in there. <laughs> this is why the this only thing I want in Gen Eight. It's an actual Pokedex that says every Pokemon's name. <laughs> Who cares about new Eevees or gyms or trials or... You just want a new Switch Pokedex that says all the names. Yeah. That would be great. They don't even have to make any Pokemon game. Just give us a pronunciation dex. That gets updated. Yes. Well, apparently they have one for voice actors. Or I they, saw that. Well, they have they have a book. For they have voice, a book voice actors because I. Well, we've had. Did we talk about this last week or this recently happened? We had Professor Sycamore on the show yes. before. His name mm-hmm. is Jake Paik. He's a very awesome dude. He does a lot of other voices in anime. He played Professor Sycamore. We asked him on the show, "How does he know how to say the Pokemon's name right?" And he said, "There is somebody on staff." That has all the names, and so they ask, and they verify, and that's how they say the names. Um, Sarah, I can never remember Sarah's last name, Nakochemi, who is the voice of Ash Ketchum. She's been the voice, you know, 17 or whatever years, or however long, a long time. I think 15 years, actually. She, the season 22 of the anime just debuted last week. She did a little thing on Twitter saying, like, I'm watching the anime together. If you have any questions about the anime, let me know. And I asked her, I was like, how do you know how to say the Pokemon names? And she responded to me and she said, we have a translation book that we reference when we have to say a Pokemon's name. Give me this book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, get your voice acting reeled together. Then go through the process of becoming a voice actor. Then get unionized. Then wait for somebody to no longer work on the anime or have a bit part like Andrew Reynolds was before he got super famous. And then you can get the book. Easy peasy. It should only take you like 10, 15 years. Uh, Or just go where they record. Wait. (laughs) And the right time. uh, Get in there and take it. Or wait for them to throw it away. Look, Twitter, one of you out there is a voice actor. Get us a PDF. Give me get that book. <laughs> give me give me that PDF. We don't like we don't need it in physical form. We just need the PDFs. Question of the week. Oh wow, we're already there. Yeah, I think so. All right. Here we go. It's time for the question of the week. This is a good question. This is going to be from Pat Matrick in our Addict channel in Slack. They go ahead and say, do you think there could ever be two main series anime? 
The current one and another one geared towards an older audience, similar to how The Legend of Korra was the same universe as Avatar, but not dealt with the slightly more mature themes that was geared towards a much older audience. Well, I mean, we sort of already had a little taste of that. Like, we yeah. had or we had Pokemon Organs, and we had the Generations ones that, that sort of branched out a little bit. You say Pokemon uh, Organs? Yeah, po- Pokemon Organs. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Organs. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so they have had multiple anime things already, and they were pretty, they were fairly popular. I think the bigger question is, the anime isn't made for our market, mm-hmm. so we have to th- keep in mind what Japan thinks that they could support, and Japan has a very saturated animated anime market, so... I don't know that Pokemon would want to pull away from one of their properties and potentially split their audience. I don't know that there's enough viewership to support that. I mean, and the same thing is like Korra didn't run at the same time that Avatar did. Avatar ended and then Korra picked up years after Avatar, the main series, was over. So if they had maybe decide that let's say Sword and Shield is the last season of Ash's journey, then maybe when they reboot with different characters, they might go with an older group of people. But I don't know that they'll ever have two running at the same time. They would have to be willing, I think, to end the current anime before they'd start something that was maybe geared towards a different audience. Yeah, I think that it would be tough to have two running at the same time. Just because, well, I guess it kind of goes with what you were saying, Greg. Like, it just depends on the audience. Because, are you splitting your audience, or are you are you adding new people to watching it? Or it would be interesting to see what would happen if they'd be really be competing against each other, or if they would be able to build out two different audiences. Yeah, I mean, the anime is a big advertisement to get kids to play the game, like. It's not a lot of different than the He-Man cartoon was back in the day or any of the ones that had a property tied to them. I don't know that they have a reason to make it for an older audience because the main purpose of the anime is to get people to play the game. And that's where the big money is and to buy the merchandise. And that's still going to be geared towards kids. So I think we'll probably see more of things done on YouTube on their channel. But I don't know that would ever get a full series, unless they decided to end Ash's journey. Let's say somebody at the Pokemon company was passionate enough to lead a project like that. And that's like a huge project. Like, hey, I want to make, like, somebody was passionate enough to do organs, uh, and somebody was passionate enough to do um, the generation stuff. And I think those are really well done, and I think they, they do hit a Mark, they do hit what they do hit a market that I think they were aiming for with those. Um, I think most older fans were pretty happy with how both of those turned off. Although I personally argued that, like, my I would personally, I personally felt that the generation stuff was like a little long winded. Like, maybe they should have just released them all at the same time or something. Uh, because I was sick of checking them week after week. Uh, but that that's just me personally. Like, where would they even show that? <laughs> you 
you know what I mean? Like, not only does, does somebody have to make that and get the voice actors and get the animation and uh, and whatnot, but where do they even where do they even show that? Like, I feel like nowadays something like network TV is not the most stable place with yeah. so many cord cutters and like yeah, you sell it to Netflix. They buy yeah, everything. you can sell it to Netflix. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of places that do streaming. So you know, the VRV for anime it it exists, but for something that big market, they would probably need a worldwide partner like a Netflix or a Hulu to do it. And, you know, there's questions because would Disney want to... Because they are tied to Disney a little bit with the streaming deal. So would they want to... Would they make something and then have to have two things on Disney's new streaming service coming forward? Because, like, you'd have two competing series against each other on the same network, which is usually a problem for TV executives thinking how to make money. I mean, it, I would love it. I just don't think it's it's realistic in the cards right now. It'd be cool if they just they could do it through the Pokemon TV or Pokemon. I don't even know the name of it, but the Pokemon TV app. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. That's not making them any money. I don't know. <laughs> There's no ads. Well, maybe, There's no... maybe it could start making them some money. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I would just love to see more of Generations or, or, like, those things coming around. And I have a feeling we'll get some more of that around the 25th anniversary. I would like more of them, but I don't know. I mean, it's a huge... I mean, it is. It's just... A, it, to get an animated series going is just immense. Then you have to consider what the end goal of it is. Is it to yep. then convince people to buy your games? Because I think for the most part... Well, <laughs> Like, I feel like if you're a person who has played a Pokemon game, we've had this conversation so many times. We like, have. How do you get other people to play your games? And Pokemon Go was that thing. That was the, yeah. that was the, we got everyone to play Pokemon again. And some of them did take the extra steps and buy a 3DS or buy a Switch and got Let's Go Pikachu or got Ultra Sun Ultra Moon or decided to get into the TCG. But like, does, a more adult animated show convince more adults to do what they're probably already doing, which is buying one game a year, playing it, and then waiting an, a year for the next game. Because I feel like we're at a point where you're either a person who really likes the TCG but doesn't mm -hmm. care about anything else, you're a person that really likes, quote-unquote, the main series games, and you buy that once a year, and you don't worry about anything else, you're a person who really likes Pokemon Go. You don't do it with it. You don't deal with anything else. Or you're that fourth person who likes all of Pokemon, <laughs> <laughs> and you just do it all. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I just don't know that. An, like, I don't know that there is an adult audience that would turn in to watch a series who don't already play Pokemon. Like, you're dealing with a small subset, and then this particular franchise is mainly going to appeal to that small adult subset. Or who also who isn't already watching the right. Pokemon anime. Right. And so then you're now you're splitting. Because I don't think you're going to add... You're not going to add new audience. Maybe a few, but you're not going to add a yeah. lot that's going to make think, it yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's, it's a tough sell. So my answer is no. I don't think there will be... Greg, 
Give us yes. our Pokemon of the week. Okay, so last week, here are the key points for guessing for last week's. It's a bug type. Okay. It has Did the ability to compound. the bug week event in Pokemon Go? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, it has the ability to compound eyes. Oh, I do know this. Most importantly, it appears twice in Pokemon Shuffle, and each appearance provides a different skill. One gives Astonish, and the other gives Flash Mob. Okay. I'll guess okay, first well, because I that Pokemon. think I'm wrong. I know the line. But I don't know. I'm going to guess Butterfree. I was thinking Vivian or Vivillain, however you pronounce that. Vivian. Vivian. Il est Vivian. It is Vivian? Oui. <laughs> yeah, because he said the forms thing. He said there are yeah. a bunch of them, but they're not forms. And I was like, oh, it's definitely that. Yeah, because it has forms. It's got multiple patterns, but they're not actually forms. Yes, and I've yeah. been going after all of them with my original trainer name. So Wait, that's been fun. Good, good luck. The Pokemon Go community hears about this Pokemon. <laughs> if I've learned anything about the hardcore... Never played any Pokemon game besides Pokemon Go Community. They don't know how to use Google to figure out there are more Pokemon <laughs> coming. They're always constantly surprised when a new shiny Pokemon is posted. And I think to myself, you could have just Googled it. Hey, shiny Scyther. It could possibly be Scyther this week. You could just Google that. Instead, yeah. they'll be like, wow, this is what it looks like? Or you could look at my Instagram, where I've decided to start yeah. recoloring them to make them shiny when they're not already shiny in-game. Yeah, you're tricking me over there. Hey, I keep I'm telling like, people it's edited. It's I don't edited. read. But just like, Instagram's not for reading. Instagram's for staring. That's true. <laughs> if you suddenly love the shiny Pokemon Pokemon Go, you can see all of them. They all exist. They've been on the internet for years. Just, just type in any any Pokemon website. They have them all. It's, it's I am always surprised that they are so surprised. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> all right, are you ready for my real short, possibly very very easy clues oh, for next week? Let me give you some trivia. All right, go for it. Uh, Vivlion and its evolutionary relatives are the only bug-type Pokemon introduced in Gen 6. Only bugs in Gen 6. With new bugs. Uh, Vivlion is the only fully evolved Pokemon to have the ability Friend Guard. Uh, Vivlion's effort values yield 1 HP, 1 special attack, and 1 speed, which is unique. Prior to Gen 7, Vivlion's Pokedex color was black. I don't know what that's in relation to, but okay. Bulbapedia. And there are 20 forms. Uh, or not forms, Yeah, there's but a lot. 20. I don't have any of them. And I that have Pokeball some of them. one is real pretty. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Uh, man, they're so cool. Very cool. Yeah, I've got about 10 of them with my OT. Oh, in uh, X and Y? Uh, no, in I've just through trading eggs with people. So I have them in, they're all in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would like to get all 20. 
I don't know how to go about doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's where not, you would not start. Easy. It's not uh, easy. But, okay. Uh, Greg, give us our Pokemon for next week. All right. So, when considering monarchs, the reign of rulers, uh, this Pokemon is based off of what is considered the top of that chain higher than a king or queen, and this monarch rules over multiple nations or over entire realms. The Pokemon in question was based off of a very important figure from French history, who's known, known for it, uh, that person's short stature, and ironically, this Pokemon's height matches that infamous French monarch. This Pokemon has a unique type that is not shared with any other Pokemon and made its anime debut in Barry's busting out all over when Barry sent it out to battle Team Rocket while they were responsible for setting up a fake storage system so they could steal trainers Pokemon. While this Pokemon is associated with France, it is not one of the Kalos starters. Ironically, there you go. Yeah, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I never know, but that's okay. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll figure it out if I listen <laughs> usually, again. But... Usually, when I edit it, I will like I go, oh yeah, that's it, and then I forget. <laughs> like four days later. Um, well, that is our episode. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Uh, we will be back next week. Will should be back. Uh, there will be a new episode of Alola Vacation on Tuesday. Um, I don't think I, uh, I don't think I'm traveling at all in the month of April, so, uh, I'll still be still streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pkmncast if you need something to watch in your evenings that is Pokemon related. I think we're starting either a ribbon quest soon or something. Um, and then, uh, I'm going to be dabbling in some afternoon streams that are not Pokemon related. That's the plan, at least for all of April. Uh, there should be some cool stuff happening in Slack. So a good time to sign up for the Patreon. If you're into that, uh, hopefully you have a good April 1st. There was no trust. No one bait or switch Believe in this me. episode. And, uh, what's coming up? Oh, uh, I guess Madison Regionals is coming up, so I think I'm going to that. Uh, not as a oh. competitor, just as somebody who wants to go to a Pokemon event, but that's a couple months away. But I think that's the next event, Pokemon-related, coming up. So, uh, Bobby... And, uh, oh, so go ahead. Are you, are you going to Boston at the end of April, Steve? Uh, yeah, you know, I might go to Boston <laughs> at the end of April if somebody wants to meet For me PAX there. PAX 2. Pax Hey, I got lots of friends in Boston. Um, so yeah. I could I could definitely make a weekend of it easy. It'd be really sweet though if there was a Pokemon Go event that specific weekend. That'd be nice. Cause I was really geared up to play Lotad in the Boston Common Gardens, but Womp. Womp womp. Uh that's okay. So uh Bobby is at PKMN PKMN Snaps. Dot snaps? Dot snaps. PK PKM and snaps on Twitter. PKM and dot snaps on Instagram. Okay. That was the confusion. Greg is at white wing on Twitter. I'm at dragging a lake on Twitter. You follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon podcast. Otherwise, 
This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... It's super effective. Super... The villain has too many forms. have enough forms it should have like every, it should have a luxury ball form if anything oh that would be nice that'd be so cool i'd love that hire me game freak a big thank you and shout out to all the producers of it's super effective kevin cygnus jeff hat Matrick, catherine alex anthony and michaela Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you made it to the end of this and you would like to support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash. And for $5 a month, you can get access to our anime podcast, Alola Vacation, exclusively for patrons of this show. Thanks.